As it's often said, children don't come with their own manual, nor is there a parental guide that matches the child or children you have. And there sure is no one-size-fits-all parenting guide. And the big one? As long as you and your children are alive, you are still parenting. You know, what we all could use as parents is parental information, ideas, and solutions that help us better understand what we got ourselves into. Planned or not, oh shit, I'm a parent now. Let's get into it. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> yes, this is an amazing quote by Marilyn Monroe. I'm selfish, impatient, and a little insecure. I make mistakes, I'm out of control, and at times, hard to handle. But if I can't handle me at my worst, then how in the hell can I be a parent? Okay, well, a little modified by me, but inspired by Marilyn Monroe. I find that quote very fitting. Um... And you'll probably, I'll probably be sharing a whole bunch of different quotes about uh, philosophy uh, quotes because, listen, frank, frankly, we all need each other in this life in what we do and how we do it. And first, I want to say thank you. Thank you for coming here to this podcast because you came here because you want to get some ideas. You want some commonality. You want to see if you're crazy. You want to see if your parenting techniques, you're just making an effort. And I congratulate you on that. Making an effort to wanting to find ways to to do parenting differently or to see if what you're doing is correct. And and can I be the first, if not the first of uh, first of many to tell you? There is no one design to parenting. Not one design. So give yourself a break. There is no such thing as perfect parenting. Not at all. I'm going to say it here. Parenting is a priceless privilege that will drive you crazy. But it's all rewards in the end for some of us. Or we get an opportunity to find a way to mend that in some way. Get, listen, thank you. Give yourself a pat on the back because parenting is not easy. Just the fact that you are here is 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 big within itself. So thank you. But as we dive into this first episode, I think it's important to get to know the person behind the voice. How did I get here? (laughs) How did I get here? And why am I sitting here in front of a microphone doing a podcast talking about parenting far from anything I ever thought I'd be doing. I found it a great opportunity because, honestly, I was that guy who did not want kids. I didn't see it. I did, there was no idea. And I couldn't see myself as a parent because I never believed I had anything to offer as a parent. I was born to a 16-year-old in an 18-year-old dad. My mother was 16 when she had me. She was turning 17 a little bit later, but the day she had me, she was 16 years old. And as a kid, you don't know what age your mom is. 
you don't know the age of your parents. The kids are starting to realize how old I am right now. My kids have been just picking an age for me ever since they were little. Oh, my dad is this old. My dad is that old. I'm not going to give that away right now, but um, let's just put it like this. I have a 24-year-old, a 23-year-old, and a 21-year-old. So I found it fitting to find a, to find a platform to share my parental ideas. I want to be careful with that word advice because the word advice is a sense of that I am giving you and you should take this advice and do something with it. A wise man once said, ideas, information. I like that. I like that because that works a little better in the form of not taking responsibility. Now, listen, I'm sharing all of me as a parent, what what it took between my wife, things that I observe. I, I believe that I am the master observer, and I've been that way since I've been a child. Observing just let alone my mother. My dad was 18, and he still tells me to this very day, oh, I shoot, son, I, I seen your mom in those hot pants and I had to have it. And I, and if, and I was going to make me a son, how bold, how bold. Now listen, (laughs) I'm grateful for being alive and being here, but damn man, just, just put it out there like that. Yeah. Yeah, son. But that was a man who knew what he wanted. And he said, he said to me, I wanted a son and, and, How fitting that I was born on Father's Day. He got exactly what he wanted. My mom says, well, I seen your dad jump into convertible and take off. My dad completely denies that story. Because I don't think, now that I think about where I was born and the windows, I don't think my mom had the opportunity to look out the window to see that my dad was jumping into a convertible. So my mom probably, you know, made it up for whatever reason that she believed that my dad should have been there through the entire time um, as I was born. But granted, these are teenagers, right? Having a child, what goes? But as a kid growing up, you know, I got a chance to observe quite a bit. I was this lonely child, as you can imagine. I didn't have the, the support that came out from my mom being 16 and having a child. So the only support that came was my grandmother. My grandmother was the first to take hold of me. And why wasn't my mom there? Now that I realize as I got older that my mom wasn't there because she had to finish school. That makes sense. And granted, I spent many years blaming my mom for so many little things that I didn't have because of a kid that I couldn't do because of a kid where I couldn't be. And I got to about maybe about 28 when I had my first child. 29, second child. 31, my third child. And I had to cut my mom some slack. Because I sat there in the kitchen one one day. And realize that, man, 
at the age I'm at right now, my mom had a 15-year-old boy walking around the house. And it spooked the mess out of me. How could I ever blame her for anything? How could I? How could I? How dare me blame her for anything? So, well, that was a revelation. That was a moment of awakening. But I was that kid. I I didn't have the things that my other friends had. But now that I look back as parenting, and that's another reason why I'm here, to kind of voice this and cut parents some slack. I'm truly grateful for how my children came out. But let me tell you, it was clearly my upbringing that helped my kids to where they are today. My family dynamic, I was the firstborn to my mother. Then there was three after me from my mom. And on my dad's side, there was five more. So I am the oldest of nine siblings. But yet I was only responsible in a way for for like three of them. Because my mom was quick before I wanted to go out and go do anything. My little sister, who was seven years younger than me. Where are you going, son? Uh, Mom, I'm going. Take your sister. What? Why would I do? What? Who? Why would I have to? What? What's? Take your sister if you want to go. Oh, my God. All right. So at a very young age, I learned how to put a kid in a little umbrella stroller. Take her where we went to go. And guess what? I had diapers with me. So when that diaper got soaked, I had to change it. The audacity of my mom to send me out with this little infant out here in the streets. And I'm just about what? 10 years old? Why would you do that to me? I still had questions about my mother's parenting. But now that I look back, she put me in the best schools. There was a school right down the street from our neighborhood. But she kept me in one of the top schools in our county. That was an additional mile and a half away, if not two miles. But there was, there was, a, there was an elementary school, like literally, I could walk out the house, walk down the block, and be at that school. But no, she wanted to send me to the school that was literally two miles away. So I had to walk in rain and heat, whatever, whatever the inclement weather was going on. But I had to walk every day. I was grateful for that. It was a school full of affluent children. At least their parents were. You know, the kids who came from mom and dad being in the house and, oh, they're going to a home to a house, I'm going to uh, kind of like an apartment projects kind of type thing in the area. But I was grateful for that. My mom put me into a program. My sister and I into an early program was called the Children's Center. And it was a place that she dropped us off at 6 a.m. and would pick us up at 6 p.m. We'd go there, have breakfast, and the staff would get us ready for school, walk us to school, and pick us up when we were heading back after school and we'd walk us back up and we would 
have lunch and or 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 late dinner, whatever you call it, where you, you feed the kids. And didn't realize at that moment I was constantly observing everything that was coming in and out. Being with all those kids at the school that I was at, going home with them sometimes. Hey, mom, can I go after school? Can I go to so-and-so's house? And I would often get a no, but that's okay. That's okay. Before the children's center would come pick me up, I would jet on over to a friend's house and get it up, get, just get a glimpse of what a house looks like. I'm not kidding you. What a house looks like. That was my upbringing. Even then, why would I even imagine having a family and kids? I didn't have the, the dad to, but my mom had boyfriends. Boyfriends who would come in and out. But the one thing that I'm truly grateful for, my mom had her standards for protecting me. Protecting me. Wasn't very vocal in some areas, but I could, as I dissect it now, I see it. I see it. She put me in the places where I was protected or had a chance to observe. And granted, I think I was a special kid that I would sit in my room for hours and you wouldn't have to worry about me because my dreams and imagination were taking me elsewhere. Drums were my thing. I've found my love for drums, but a little more on that later. But the greatest thing was just an environment in which she she put me in. Now, if I can go back and analyze her methods of parenting, mm, mm-mm. I, I there's certain things that I recommend, but not quite. But I think because she wasn't so hands-on with the whole how do you put it? There was a, lear- a lot of learning what not to do. How about that? I'll, I'll just leave that there. Because I do give my mom a lot of credit for how she brought me up. Some of her methods. But it was the methods that were appropriate for me. Let me say that again. The methods that were appropriate for me. For being the kind of person I was going to be turned out to be. And that's the part about parenting that I hope that you understand. Be you, be who you are, do what you do. If you want to find ways of parenting, you'll find those ways. But know that, that this child, these children have come and been blessed to you, to you. For some reason, for some godly reason, they're yours. And Whatever responsibility you take or what you're going to do is molding that child from that moment. Children are observing at a very, very young age. I had the opportunity to grow up in the Boys and Girls Club since I was eight. And then I got a chance to work for them by the time I was 15. And I got a chance to observe so many different families, so many different behaviors, how kids were. And let me tell you. Just because a kid has a mom and a dad and goes to a home, do not believe that that child is going to be perfectly balanced. That is far from the truth. We'll get into that too, some later episodes. But at this one, just know who I, where I came from. A chance to observe, a chance to practically come in and help and raise some kids. I was doing what was done for me. 
in that was that kid may not get it at home, but he's getting it here at the Boys and Girls Club. And it is very, very important that we understand as parents that we are not the sole influencers on our children. It's everyone, everybody, everything, every family member, every friend, everybody. Because this world is made up of billions of people. And they're going to be casted out into the world of all these people. And learning from all these people. So if you set up your child to observe, to understand, show them the ins and outs of these things, that's the big start. But not, not, I'll go down that road a little bit later. Because <laughs> I had plans. I had plans before I was a parent. You know, that one saying, you want to make God laugh? Tell him your plans. I tell you, God must think I'm a comedian because I had plan. I, I can I can imagine to this very day all the things that I used to think about, plan out, and I must have had God rolling, just a rolling. Just I look at the oh my god. And had him at tears. She or he. My idea of parenting wasn't there. Dreams before kids. That was me. Dreams before kids. If I do it, no, no, I come first. I got to go do this. I got to go do that. I got to have this. I got to have money before I have children. I got to have a house before I have children. I got to have a great job before I have children. Yep. Them plans went right out the door. Hmm. But a young man, I was ambitious, ambitious to the core. Now, my family dynamic, I look at it, it was what was necessary for me. You are where you are as a parent, and this dynamic is perfect for your child in their upbringing. Because there is no manual, there is no uh, this is how your child should be raised. I don't care what these doctors or these specialists want to sit up here and talk about. It's a suggestion with all of them, all these therapists. Oh, well, this is what you should do. With your, it's a suggestion. Because you don't know that child has a completely makeup from completely something. To, it's made up from you. Period. And it's you be you and be honest. We'll get into that. Okay, I'm going down the road of so much more. But this is this, this, to help you understand me and how in the heck did I get here? Well, as much as I can in, imagine in my mind of where I wanted to go and what plans that I had, I met a girl, an amazing girl. And even then, when I met her, cool. Didn't see anything beyond that, but a girl that I wanted to watch movies with. I'm going to get you. And in my mind at the time, it was all about how quickly can I get her in bed? Yep. I was that dude. I was that dude. Then a year goes by. Another year goes by. Damn, you still here? Yep, she's still here. <laughs> Did we ever talk about kids? Nope. Not in the first two years. Well, she's hanging around. She's three years in. Hmm. Okay. And somehow I got softened up. 
And we started imagining what our kids would look like. Ah, that's a good thought. Well, you know, before we have kids, we got to get married. And then when we get married, then maybe we go on a lot of vacations, do a, and then let me get this awesome job. Let me become famous. Let me get a good job. Let me do something really cool. Then, then we could talk about maybe starting a family. Maybe. Let's start planning it. <laughs> I don't know how God's laugh was, but if I were to imagine what God's laugh, it, no, I don't know. I'm curious what that would laugh would sound like, but four years in, you know, there was this moment that happened. I was picking up in a magazine. It was the Source magazine. And at the time, it was advertising through the pages, um, Sean John. Sean John, I don't know if it was Sean John clothing or I think Sean John was clothing. But there were these two kids sitting on a dock. And this eerie feeling came over me when I looked at the picture. And it just basically said to me, this is what your children are going to look like. And the soft-hearted part of me goes, oh, how cute. Oh, then the other side of me was like, oh, hell no, nah, I ain't messing around with no damn kids. But wife, girlfriend at the time comes over and goes, hey, look, those are cute kids. I'm like, oh, then don't they look like they would be our kids? She agreed. Yeah. And understanding this girl. I loved her because she was all about family. If there was one quality <laughs> that I was going to take away, that I was going to add to possibly having a family, was because of her idea of family. From where I came from, single mom, dad not around, not in the home, boyfriends in and out. There were some guys that I could call dad. And granted, all of them had a part in raising me, all of them. All of them had some form of parenting. And I'm grateful for that. One bought me a baseball glove, played catch with me. One would uh, find ways to punch me in the chest. I don't know what that was about, but. And then. My sister's father. Played a huge part in my life, still to this very day. He was that dad that stepped in. Then my little brother's father, same guy, had two kids with him. Truly grateful for him. He's still here, still in my life, still my pops. Then the last guy at the pops left, moved on, came the youngest of the three siblings. And her dad still in my life, still there, still a part of it all. Truly grateful for him being in my life. And he, too, had a part in raising me, in parenting. But when this young lady came to me one day, crying on the phone, and said, I'm pregnant, I immediately thought to myself, Oh shit, 
you're going to be a parent. <laughs> How did I accept this news? How was I going to dive in with this whole thing? My whole world was turning at that point, flipping upside down all around. What was this guy going to do? All of a sudden, he wasn't married. Nope, wasn't married, had no plans for getting married for the next three to four, five, six, seven years. No, no plan. There's no ring. There's, there's not, we're not even engaged. Like, what do you mean? You're like, none. Huh? What do you, what? Okay. Okay. I guess we're going to do this. At that moment, everything welted up inside my soul. This was it. This was it. I was going to be a parent. How was I going to be a parent? What do you mean? What was I to do about being a parent? What do I know about being a parent? How is anything that I... Oh. It's time. It's time that I become a parent. It's very apparent. (laughs) And here we are. Oh, shit. I'm a parent now. And I'm going to leave you with this. Just one thing to remember. Parenting is a priceless privilege. Let me say that one more time. (laughs) Parenting is a priceless privilege. And if you see it that way, you'll treat it that way. Please excuse me while I go parent. I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for joining the podcast. Hope you enjoyed this first step. 